the Gator Football Podcast is on the air. From the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida, it's the next generation of Gator Sports media personalities, bringing you the latest in Gator Sports, courtesy of the Orange and Blue Sports Network. It's your Gator Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Gator Football Podcast on the Orange and Blue Sports Network. Jack Meyer here with Anasemba to talk some Florida football. Before we get into it, make sure to follow the Orange and Blue Sports Network on Twitter and Instagram at OBSN Gators. And subscribe to the brand new Orange and Blue Sports Network YouTube channel where you can find live broadcast coverage of select Gators games. Now, back to Florida football. How are we feeling this week, Anna? Well, LSU won in uh, Tiger Stadium 52-35 against the Florida Gators. This was a game that was not like the Georgia game like many people were expecting from this Mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was actually a pretty close game up until the end. I know the score is 52-35, which sounds like it was almost a blowout, but that was only till like the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, when it started going to that way. Uh, Mm -hmm. I would say this game for Florida fans is definitely like one of those times where you come in, you smell cookies, and you're like, oh my God, yes, cookies, so delicious, and you're like, oh my God, chocolate chip, and you bite into it, and it's oatmeal raisin. I was thinking more so, like, you know how there's like those like – tins like the blue tins where it's like it always looks <laughs> yeah. like there's cookies inside of it and you open it and it's sewing materials yeah sewing yes. materials well that's what that was <laughs> it, it was definitely like a game where floor, like it, it looked like gators are back gators are connected they aren't gonna lose a game again and i think yeah up and it changed. was like everything was clicking you know like the fourth like the stop in lsu fourth and goal taking the ball all the way down actually somehow taking the lead at one point that was I thought I thought at that point Florida. I don't want to say they had it in the bag, but I was I was I was feeling confident watching Florida, and then it it just all went to kaput after that. So that yeah, was just... this game actually looked like an SEC matchup. Agreed. Which agreed. Like the way Florida's been playing to, against certain um, higher ranked teams hasn't been looking like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the Gators to actually put up some numbers and to be able to catch up with LSU um is crazy but also what's crazy is the stats that came out afterwards for Mm -hmm. such a quote-unquote close game up until the end the stats were insane on this game um you might as well call Jaden Daniels the running back for the for LSU because yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not calling him the running back. I'm calling him the offense. That that man was the just offense. anything, everything. He was everything, yes. everywhere, all at once. That was just. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm gonna honestly claim right now, Heisman mm. Trophy winner, Jaden Daniels. Right now, he's definitely he is definitely after after this week. I, I'd be shocked if he wasn't at least like a top three candidate. I mean, there's a lot of guys in that picture, but oh Daniel, no, Daniels he has been in and out that- of the conversation at this point. But he's I think he's the front runner at this point. After that, that was oh just for sure. Maddening. I wonder if he's gonna be going into the draft this after this season. Is I know he, is he eligible? I, th- I think he's eligible. I, could, I believe I mean, I could so. Check. I he is a senior, so. In that case, yeah, there's no re- there's no reason for him to stick around. Um, yeah, but I mean, we'll see. Maybe. Well, you know what's crazy is it would be. Would this be the only school that would get? No, I'm trying to think. Heisman Trophy winner, like with in like close proximity to one another, right? Oh or, no, no, Georgia. Uh, I, Ogla- I remember Oklahoma um, had like Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. Like, oh, fair. I think they might have been back to back even. But, yeah, no, but, I, I totally mean, forgot about that. The fact right. that you can, the fact that they like LSU has produced two. Heisman Trophy caliber quarterbacks yeah. within like you know the last five years that that's just 
Maybe it's not like historic, but that's still well, yeah, really no, impressive. I, feat. Yeah, I'm saying from the SEC. Like that's what. Oh, I, from yeah. the SEC. Yeah, sorry, I should have specified oh, from you're the good, Pacific. You're good. SEC, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, so yeah, or at least in the, within the past couple of years, you mm-hmm. know. Um. So, uh, it's crazy just to think about kind of how that player. Like, I mean, I was watching him. I'm, yeah, I was impressed Daniels with Jane just, Daniels. He's like insane. Absolutely animal. I wonder where he's gonna go for uh football, like for the NFL. I mean, it's it, next year's NFL draft currently is insane oh, yeah. loaded with quarterback talent so he could honestly i could see him going any i could see him going anywhere between you know like early mid first round pick to like somehow sliding into like an early set like day two pick, oh i think he's a first round pick for sure i just i don't know how well his game would translate to the nfl but i mean he's he, as as far as college ball quarterbacks go he is good he's I mean, he's a talent he's a very talented football player it's just you i know. think that in recent years though a lot of the the talent though has been transitioning to more college football and that's why we're seeing such a impressive caliber of players and quarterbacks in recent years because the transition from college to NFL isn't as drastic as it was years ago that's true so I think that he is going to be a honestly like I I can't think of a like maybe we all know Caleb Williams is you know top dog in this draft class everyone's touting Drake May as the number two behind him. Yeah. So, well, we'll knows? see. Maybe, maybe maybe Williams could, like, slide his way into that three spot. Yeah. No, but anyway, Jaden uh, Daniels, I was <laughs> just shocked with his performance mm-hmm. uh, that game. Like I said, there were times where, I, would, you know, I was watching him score a touchdown. I'm like, oh, my God. Put him like he doesn't need anybody else on that field. He, he just be needs one on eleven, and he would find <laughs> literally, a literally just make the whole team an O line, and he'll get it to you. He Pretty doesn't much, need yeah. to throw it to anybody. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And then uh, another shocking performance from this past weekend uh, came from none other than Florida's defense, who set a record. Florida's defense set a record, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Most yards allowed in Gators <laughs> history. Yeah. <laughs> 702 yards allowed to LSU this past weekend. The most that the team has ever given up in program history. Next most was 684 in the 2020 Cotton Bowl versus Oklahoma. Wow, that's just 700. I mean, uh, listen, Daniels had an incredible game. You know, that's really all you can ask for there. But 702 yards, that's like... I don't even think I've put together that many yards in a Madden game. Well, actually, I probably have. I, I, <laughs> I tended to play rookie mode a lot I, as a kid. but I think like, that that was something that someone said. One of the um, broadcasters, they were like, this looks like a game of Madden. Yeah, exactly. It's just like if, if your defense is allowing video game numbers, that's just – and what really just hurts more than anything for this Florida defense is just you got to keep in mind this was a team that defense was their identity in the first half of this season. Like we've – I've talked about it the last few days, you know, like the last few weeks about just how Florida's defense was their identity and now it's not. I think that this is, I mean, I'm going to check myself here, but in four of Florida's last five games, they have allowed over 20 points, most of which just came in shootouts from their opponents. You know, the, I, I, here we go. I got it right here. Arkansas scored 39. Georgia scored 43. South Carolina scored 39. Kentucky scored 33, and now LSU scored 52. Only opponent in that time span that did not score over 20 points is, say it with me, Anna, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, which we all know how we feel about Vanderbilt on this podcast. If you're new here, we don't like them. But anyways. We, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Listen, I'm not as much of a hater as you are. I think everyone deserves an equal chance. Everyone belongs where they belong. 
So you could be the hater. I'm just a neutral. I'm Switzerland. I'm neutral. And I am the aggressor country. <laughs> I'm not gonna make a. I'm not gonna try to make World War II references because I'm a sports journalism major, not a history major. But regardless, this is just getting sad from Florida's defense. Like, well, how you... is this team built? Like, Austin Armstrong was getting so much praise earlier in the year, and I, I do think he's done good things for this defense. But how? Like, you can't just keep letting this happen. I mean, I will say part of it is because. Um, Shamar James, because him and Scooby were That's true. the click duo, not, yeah, and Shamar James out. being out removes that click that was there um, for you know uh, um, for Scooby. So I think that that definitely has an impact on the team um, for defense, and we've seen it impact the defense oh, abso- tremendously. Have, and you know, yeah. you think only you know it's you know one player um, on defense. You know, you can that's that shouldn't be such a drastic change. But honestly, with a player of such caliber like Shamar James, mm. I think that that influences the team for the rest of the season. For no, sure. it, it definitely does. But I, I, I actually want to cite one of my professors here. Mm-hmm. So um, James Bates is a former linebacker for the University of Florida. Um, he won a national title. He was a captain on their national title team. And so he teaches one of my broadcasting classes. And we were looking over game footage from this past weekend from the Gators. And there was one clip of uh, Jason Marshall, I think, that he was getting torn to shreds on Twitter for not chasing down Daniels on a rushing touchdown. And I remember Bates was just going in, not on Marshall, but the entire team on their lack of effort on the play. Because like he was like he was like scrolling through the clip back and forth, and he was just like showing like this guy could have stopped him here. This guy could have like you know nobody was moving around. Nobody was like actually like putting in the effort to stop Daniels, which, I mean, again, he's a freak athlete. There's only so much you can do. But at the same yeah. time, if you're just letting him run right through you and not even trying to stop him, what are you doing? So, yeah. And shout out James Bates. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's crazy just to think, like, you know, um, that th- this defense is letting such little little things slip through the pockets in the, in the wrong mm-hmm. ways, you know? Yeah, no, agreed. It's just... Uh, it, it's just kind of disheartening to see how much of a 180 that defense has done. Yeah, because they were the number one in the country. Yeah, they were like, t- I think. Or, or top, number, one in, the number SEC, one in the SEC, number four, yeah. I think, defense. I don't, I'm, or not in the country, but uh, but yeah, so. Regardless of the numbering, they were a very good defense. We can at least, yeah, in, in terms of yards allowed, I, in terms of pretty much everything, there was just, you know, <clears throat> that was all you could ask for from that defense, and now it's just, I don't know, but. At the very least, at least the offense has been, you know, yeah, I don't and want to say they've been like, you know, there's still room for improvement, but yeah. they've they've been they've been pulling their weight. I will say though, I think last week both of us had Napier like on a on a on a on a on the cutting cutting board, and I think this week has changed just a little bit. Don't would you agree or disagree with that? Because uh, we had him on the chopping block last <laughs> week. I my I have. So you know how, like, you get in your car and there's, like, the little seat warmer button? I would say that my Napier seat warmer level went down from a 5 to a (laughs) 4. If that makes sense, it's like, on a a scale of 1 to 10, Napier's hot seat for me went from a 5 to a 4. I'm still just not really a fan of, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know how well, I don't know how much, like, energy he brings to that locker room at this point because like if i feel like if he talks to the locker room the same way he talks to media which he probably doesn't but still 
I feel like there's like no spark from him when he talks at this point. I want some fire, some yeah. energy from him, just like something to show some signs of life, some accountability, anything. And instead, it's just it sounds like he's a PR representative anytime he takes the mic. Yeah, no, I mean, I saw a little clip on um, uh, on TikTok or Instagram. It was Nick Saban talking to the Alabama team, even in the last minutes when it was a blowout, mm -hmm. still getting fired up and yelling at the team for making these little mistakes. No, he's, I mean, and love I don't, him or hate him, but Saban <laughs> no, is just incredible. No, but I just don't see that from Billy Napier, oh, that absolutely. kind of energy. I think, absolutely not. You know, absolutely not. And, um, but I will say, I think my level on, you know, um, play calling for him, it got better this week. Like you said, I'll I'll put the heat seat like uh, you know the warmer the, the seat warmer, warmer yeah. seat warmer sorry the <laughs> seat warmer to maybe a three. I'm like okay, things have improved. Let's mm. see how you do against Missouri. Let's see how you do against FSU. The Missouri game sad. I think is going to be a um, I think this a, Missouri the Missouri game is probably UF's last tough. chance. Well, to get, I think it's because I like actually you know what FSU. I don't know. I, I, at this point, I don't know which game they have a better chance than to get yeah. that six win. Because, I mean, all eyes are on the, – the conversation has turned from how high can Florida go to, to will they get their six win. If they're going to be bowl eligible. Exactly, yeah. That's crazy. Because um, we were we, – beginning of the season, we were like, oh, easy. Yeah, no, easy we, we was like money. buckets. Like, we, 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 yeah. we, you and I, we were just talking like, yeah, like, we're okay, oh. now let's see which bowl game are we going to. And yeah. now it's just like – Yeah, we were like, which bowl game? We're going to have a pick and choose. Like, yeah, we're going to – We're going to go to like, ooh, are we going to go to Music City? Are we going to go to the Bahamas? Are we going to go to Cali? Like, we're gonna, and now, we're now like, it's like, We were at the time where we were like throwing a, the dart at the map and yeah, going exactly. wherever like, we go, that's where we Wherever we land, that's our bowl game. But no. Now we're just, uh, yeah. are we even getting one? Or is the FSU yeah. game going to be the last last is, of yeah, us? Florida's last hurrah, but. And our last hurrah. Aw. I know, so sad. Yeah, I know, I know. They're all going to miss us. Yeah, dear. so much. You guys much. are going to miss us so just, dearly. Just two more episodes, and then we'll see where we can take this podcast. Maybe maybe we'll move it somewhere, you know, oh, or we'll, something, or continue it. In we'll, the... we'll, find, we'll find a way. We will not abandon you, loyal listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so I think that this we can move on to now. What is upcoming for the game? The, yeah, Missouri. the Missouri game. That's I'm honestly Missouri. I gotta give I gotta give them their props. They built this team up like they were not. You remember last year, don't you? Like Florida yeah. handed it to them last year, and like Missouri has become a very good football team <laughs> almost out of nowhere. <laughs> like, oh, it's crazy. Absolutely. I mean. It's crazy though because I mean I I don't think that the, the Gators have a chance against them to be honest with you. Wow. I think that you know, um when you look at it, they 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 did pretty well against Georgia. They did mm -hmm. very well against Tennessee. They did very well against South Carolina. They they they've lost who did they lose to the one team Missouri? that they lost? Yeah, Wake Wait, no, that's hmm? bowl. Sorry. That was last year. I'm looking LSU. at LSU. They've lost to LSU and then there you they go. they lost to Georgia too, but I mean Yeah, yeah, in Georgia. A 9 point sorry. a 9 point loss to Georgia on their home turf. Yeah. That's all that like I mean. And considering what what Georgia just did to Ole Miss this past weekend, yeah. like that's an, but, losing to Georgia by only 9 is a pretty impressive feat. So, I genuinely don't think that Florida has this like opportunity that everyone like a lot of people are saying that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not giving – I don't have too much hopes for the Gators for this game. I think Missouri is going to take this one with a cakewalk. Honestly, that's fair because, I mean, you got to – when you look at Missouri, you know, as a team, they have like a very – they have a very well-rounded offense, you know. Brady Cook, a QB, 
He's passed for over 2,500 yards this year. Cody Schrader leading the backfield, over 1,000 yards rushing. That's a lot of talent on all sides of the offense. And then, I mean, defensively, they've been holding their own, too. I mean, it's really just – this is a very well-rounded team. And I'm still I'm still wrapping my head around how they were able to just – How they were able to just completely do a 180. A literal 180. Like, I was stunned. Like, Listen, yeah. good for good for Mizzou, but just wow, it, it definitely made life a lot harder for the Gators. I yeah. will tell you that much because in and past then, years this has been a I don't want to say an e- there's no easy SEC game, but this was one of the easier games. <gasps> SEC Guys, you didn't hear the Vanderbilt slander just now. Oh, uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I think that this game, Florida, I'm I don't have too much hopes. I don't have too much hope, high hopes for the next two games for the Florida Gators. Um, I only say the FSU one, there's a slight bit of hope, is because it's at home. But you have mm-hmm. to remember this home game, when it's against FSU, the whole state of Florida is going to be there. And there's going to be Knowles fans, and there's going to be Florida fans. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and, and it's there's going to be fights in the stands. <laughs> so please and wear protective gear if you're going to that game. <laughs> a 7 o'clock game, by the way. A night this, game. That is which, going to be madness in the best all, way possible. All Florida home games have been night games. Except for Arkansas, I believe. Oh, yeah, that was the 12 o'clock. Yes, 12 o'clock and game. And look how that one turned out. For but, Gators. but I will say, like, I'm saying all of them were nighttime games except for that one noon game. Mm-hmm. All of them were nighttime games, which is crazy. And that's, I mean, as a, as you know, as fans, that's got to be, it's got to be pretty nice I to be able to just, like, you get know, back in the shade. Not but the shade. also, <laughs> Tom Petty under the lights for the last game of the se- well we don't know maybe maybe a bowl game but well, last home game of last the year. home if you game. guys did not see just now i just did a spin in my chair because i thought of tom petty at night with the swamp lights just made me very 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 happy yes it's the best tradition i think that is like for me like i love watching Absolutely. it i like i'm just tearing up just now because thinking like oh my god it's like the last game but um which means like the semester's almost over and everything um but yeah <laughs> it's crazy Sorry, that, that just freaks me out a little bit oh yeah it's absolutely insane but yeah so i think that this is going to be a like the last two games i think we're just going to enjoy it as being florida fans and just be like okay we've accepted we've accepted our fate <laughs> uh yeah i mean that's really all you can do at this point just uh the fact that the se- this has been just such a roller coaster of a season you know like when our when our uh, friendly Southern Baptist preacher came in last week to visit us uh, and gave us the eulogy, he mentioned those highs and lows. Um, but it just the Gators really just you know at the very at the very least you cannot say there was a dull moment in this season. There was a lot of pain for Gators fans. There were a lot of you know highs for Gators fans. You euphoric moments. You can't say that you weren't entertained. That's Oh yeah. At the for very sure. very least, you cannot say that you weren't entertained by the Gators this year. For oh yeah, absolutely. I think this year has been a lot of ups and downs for the Florida Gators. Um, you know, I'm chilling here because I'm an Ohio State fan. So, so I'm happy right now. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, my, this uh, is the orange and blue. So I'll, tra- I'll yeah. this isn't the Weirdly enough, my second team is the Miami Hurricanes. So, A, I am aware that makes me really weird because UF and UM does not work. No. no don't, don't hurt my feelings like that. Don't hurt my feelings. And as I was about to get to, B, I don't even know what's going on with that football team at this point. All I know is Miami, the Miami Hurricanes are a basketball school, ladies and gentlemen. 
but that's a different podcast for another time. <laughs> All right. I think that should wrap it up. I mean, unless we want to go, let's do our score predictions for this weekend. Ooh. They're not going to be pretty, but let's do them. Uh, what, do you, what do you got? I'm going to go 42-21, uh, Missouri. I think I'm going to go, I'm going to not plagiarize yours. Uh, actually, yes, I am. 45-24. to 24. Okay. Sorry, I'm just gonna add a field goal for each team. All right, that's that's fair. That's fair. I am excited though because you know, it's just, it's just like one of those like games where it's like, okay, I, we're probably not gonna win, but if it, we do win, how much more exciting and how much more? It's like, just like when you go into it with low expectations, you either just don't get hurt because you knew it was coming, yeah, or you just get like you know a thrill, happy. yeah, like just like a thrill of a lifetime. But yeah, I think that should wrap it up here. Um, this has been the or- the football podcast on the Orange and Blue Sports Network. I'm Anna. I'm Jack. Um, and thank you for listening. And make sure to follow the Orange and Blue Sports Network on Instagram and Twitter at OBSN Gators. Um, and also subscribe to the YouTube channel for live coverage of uh, cer- uh, certain games. Um, and that should be it. Thank you yeah, for listening. So. Hopefully the Gators get a win for my birthday. <laughs> Happy early birthday, Jack. Thank you. I mean, by the time this comes out, I think it will I think it'll come out on your birthday or either the day after your birthday. All right, well. um, That should be it. Thank you for listening. Happy birthday, me. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys next week.